Hey, welcome back to the DJ University podcast. This is Ben. And in today's episode, I'm going to play part two of the conversation that I shared with Nick Bonatatibus, who is a professional digital marketer and also a motivational speaker. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, go ahead and listen to the last episode first. He drops all sorts of fire when it comes to new social media platform features to pay attention to and also the digital marketing side. Uh, and in part two, we're going to cover more on the self-development side, but also still some digital marketing uh, stuff as well. So I hope you enjoy the conversation uh, with Nick Bonatatibus. Now, before I play part two, I just want to also invite you to my free DJ masterclass going down at djuniversity.com slash masterclass. You can register for free and it's completely free. It's it's amazing. I actually unveil my three-step full-time income method that really helps DJs uh, create a full-time income doing what they love, which is DJing, of course. So go ahead and register now at djuniversity.com slash masterclass. How do you become a DJ and create an incredibly successful lifestyle while everyone around you doesn't even believe it's possible? That's the big question. And this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to the DJ University Podcast. DJ University Podcast. Do you have any daily routines that keep you productive or focused? Or maybe yeah. energy up? Yeah. I am a obsessed with habits. Like okay. absolutely obsessed with habits. Um, I have a very specific morning routine that's fairly diligent. Um, so I wake up at 6am every day. Um, the first thing I, I, I get my coffee and you know, I, I don't take my phone out. So like the first hour of my day, I don't have my phone and I sit down with my coffee at my, on my couch and I have a journal where I write five things that I'm grateful for. Then I do daily affirmations. So I write um, three to five affirmations. What I've found to be more effective is like picking one affirmation that you really want to do. And basically, if you don't know an affirmation, it's like I am statements of an identity that you want to embody. Um, and so, you know, at one point I struggled with reading and it was a big identity problem that I had. And so I started writing, I am a reader, I am a reader, I am a reader to help myself embody that identity. And now I read every single day. And so affirmations can be super powerful and have made a huge impact on me. Um, and then I write uh, my goals specifically from like a 90 day standpoint. I like to work in 90 day increments, um, keeping things like in that focus level of what I want to achieve in the next 90 days. And usually it's only like three goals. I, I try not to put a lot of things on there, um, you know, keeping it very specific, um, in the nine days. And it doesn't have to be just like business, you know, so some of it's personal, um, you know, it can be a number of different things, but, but having those, those goals and, and writing it every day. One of my goals was live on the beach. And I wrote that with no other goal, just, I want to live on the beach. I want to live on the beach. I want to live on the beach. And now I live a 10 minute bike ride from the beach and I was just on the beach on Sunday. So again, it's like, it's not just, you know, I did the work because people told me to do this stuff, mm -hmm. but now I can talk on it and be like, I did this stuff and I watched it work. I'm literal proof that these things are possible. Um, and so then after I journal, I do some reading. I usually do like 10 to 20 minutes, depending, you know, how much time I have, how long the chapter may be. 
Um, and then I go into my workout. So I have a couple different workouts depending on the day of the week. Sometimes I run, which is usually like, I usually run like a little over four miles, usually about four miles. Um, and then I have like days where just like our body weight exercises, um, and then do yoga on Friday. Um, and so that's kind of like my, and before I even jump into anything. So all of that is getting done before I do anything in my day. And so I'm already have accomplished so much. You know, I look at the clock, it's 8.30 and I've done so many things already, you know? And so having this routine has been so influential. And I want to say, I feel like the most important is really like that physical um, exercise that's super underrated. And I think a lot of times people make it up to be like this, like it has to be this big deal. And one thing that happened this week is I had a client there on the East coast. So I'm the West coast. So I get a text message. Well, cause I didn't look at my phone because I don't look at my phone in the first hour of the day. I didn't look at it until like seven, seven thirty. but it was basically like, well, I need help. Like our, our Gmail is down and I, what's going on. And so you know, I was able to, to jump on and help them out. Cause obviously it was like an urgent thing that needed to be handled immediately. And so I took care of that, but I didn't want that to discourage me from the workout. So I just cut my workout down and it was 20 minutes, like push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, and jump rope, 20 yeah. minutes, get the heart rate going. I'm sweating in my apartment. Again, you don't even need a pull-up bar. I mean, you could just do push-ups and sit-ups. You don't need any equipment and just do that on a consistent basis. And so, so much can be done in small increments, doing it consistently over the time. You know, if you try and go to the gym six days a week for an hour, good luck trying to start that from nothing to six days a week. It's just not gonna happen. It's not a good goal to set yourself up for. Like we need to do things consistently um, and get in the habit of doing things like so much that um, I think this is in Atomic Habits or The Power of Habit, um, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, that is, I've listened to that book five times. I love that book. Oh, nice. And um, he talks about just like going to the gym. Like that's the routine. And then you leave. Like you don't even work out. Well, I, remember, just go, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just literally going to the gym and then leaving. And I thought that was so funny because the idea of that is like, maybe sometimes you do leave, but most of the time you're going to get there and you're going to be like, oh, well. I'm here. Already, right? I guess I'll, I'll work, work, out. work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a funny concept of ways that we can kind of trick ourselves and, and setting ourselves up for success. And, you know, if I've learned anything, it's the one thing, and this is what my podcast is about. We talk so much about habits. Um, it's called let's grow together, but so much is about the routines and the habits that we do because I've seen a commonality among habits of successful people. And it's like, they're all doing the same thing. And if you want to be successful, like these people that you look up to, then you want to do the same thing that they're doing. They're exercising daily. They're reading, they're meditating, they're journaling, they're doing all of these things that, that you want to do. And so I just started to embody what they told me to do. And then the results kind of have, have spoken for themselves. Definitely. Yeah. I would have to say the same thing that, you know, uh, work, working out, right? Just getting some sort of physical activity uh, sparks our endorphins, right? And the endorphins is, is really just like the the feel good, um, what is it? Um, what word am I trying yeah, to Yeah, chemical or- chemical uh, something, right? Yeah. 
right? Clearly like, we're not in the biology. Yeah, field. I'm a DJ. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but most of you guys know what endorphins are, right? So, um, but nonetheless, you know, physical activity not only makes you feel good, but for us DJs, it actually increases our strength as well. Cause we are actually lugging heavy gear around from uh, venue to venue. So to keep our strength up is actually a really good thing. Also to increase your, your, uh, physical and mental endurance, right? Because when we're performing late nights, uh, it's, it's funny. It's, it, we start off kind of calm and as the night progresses towards the end, the finale, that's where we have to have the most peak energy. So it's not actually that we're, um, burning up all of our energy in the beginning of the night. We're actually burning up all towards the end. So we have to keep our energy fresh all the way till the end. And so working out on a consistent basis can help you with that, right? It's not Absolutely. just in the nightclub, not just at an event. It starts during your week, right? To build up that endurance. A hundred percent. Like it, it's, there's a snowball effect. The more consistently that you really do it, the, the greater impact it's going to have. Like, so you're going to get that. What I love about exercise is you're going to feel the immediate like results. You're going to feel good and you're going to automatically you know, again, get that endorphin release and feel better. But if you can do that consistently, you'll notice how much better you feel, how much energy you have. And the more energy you have, the more that you're going to perform better, the more productive that you're going to be. And all of these things tie into your, your success. You know, like we want to be as productive as possible. We're going to have as, as high energy as possible. I mean, between DJ and video marketing, I mean, energy is, is key. It's huge. You know, you got to show up with energy. People resonate with that. So these are the things that you can do. And one thing I forgot about my routine that is actually super important. The first thing I do before my coffee, before my journaling, I chug an entire glass of water. It's usually like 16 ounces, like a huge cup. Um, and just chug the whole thing. That's the first thing, you know, your body, you've just had potentially eight hours or longer of not having any water. Your body lives off of water is so crucial. Whenever I'm tired and I'm not feeling energy, I'm like, cause I didn't drink enough water today. Yeah. I mean, it literally can change everything. Like what a simple thing, because then you drink more water, then it gets your body moving. Cause you got to keep going to the bathroom. And so that constant movement where you're not just like sitting down all the time or sitting in one place the whole time. Now, obviously during a performance, you may have to be a little bit smarter, you know, <laughs> you know, you may not get, get breaks, but you can be hydrating all day. So that by the time that the performance comes, you're, you're hydrated and ready to go. Um, and you're not having to take frequent bathroom trips, but water literally will change your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I'd like to say is that uh, I not only became a professional DJ, but I actually became a professional at going to the restroom during performances because I would travel around with uh, water bottles usually. So um, I have, you know, a bladder of a little five-year-old girl. <laughs> so, um, you know, you become the master of that where you put on a song and the second that you mix that song, you're running to the restroom and back and you've got the next song lined up in case uh, you, you cut it close. So, uh, and all you DJs who, who do have experience out there, you, you can totally relate to me on that. So uh, we've all been into that <laughs> same experience. Love it. Yeah, you gotta, gotta plan accordingly. You know, maybe pick a little bit of a longer song just to give yourself some time. Yeah. I don't need to beat this up even more, but uh, one thing I also wanted to kind of lightly mention was in regards to your self-affirmations, right? So self-affirmation mean that you you give yourself this pep talk, right? 
at some point in time uh, during the day. And even though it seems a little rah-rah and a little out there, a mm. little kind of like cheesy as well, right? When I first found out about this, uh, it was actually from a book, uh, a business book. Because again, uh, you know, I started off as a DJ, then, then j- created a, a DJ company. And I started hiring people, but I didn't feel like a boss or a leader. And one thing that the, the book suggested was, hey, if you don't feel like a leader, that's a totally natural thing. We're not born to just feel like leaders. It's something that we learn and we're, we're taught and we work on over time. And they said literally to tell yourself 10 times a day, look yourself in the mirror in the bathroom and tell yourself, I'm a leader, I'm a leader, I'm a leader, right? So I started doing it and it was super embarrassing. And even though nobody else was around, I still felt really goofy. Did, can you relate to that? Like, did, Absolutely. Did yeah, I should have prefaced that because, you know, depending if you haven't heard that before, it can definitely sound a little out there. Because right. um, when I heard it, I thought it was so dumb also. I thought it was weird. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, yeah, it's like, this can't work. This cannot work. This is so happens along the yeah. way. Yeah, you like, just, yeah, there's like a, a trust in like, hey, when you hear enough people saying that this works, you're kind of like, all right, well, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And then again, like I said, I did it and it worked, you know, and I've continued to use it. When I first started my business, another affirmation I had was I am an entrepreneur. I just like didn't believe it. Even though I had I had somewhat launched my company and I had sold some courses. I still didn't just like, I didn't believe it in my myself. And there's a subliminal messaging that's going on when you're doing that same, the same thing with the gratitude. You know, I didn't touch on it a lot, but I'm a huge proponent in, in having that gratitude because that'll change how you interact with every single person or just how your day goes. If you're stuck in traffic or something didn't go your way. Like when you start your day with gratitude, you're conditioning your mind to see the thing, the positive things. And so it trickles throughout the rest of the day where you start to have that glass half full. You start to see the, something that maybe seems bad, but you, you see the positive of it. You know, it's like, Oh man, well this wedding did not go well but you can choose to see, well, this was a great learning opportunity. I learned a lot. I learned what not to do. And so now I can be better going forward. And like having that perception and that mindset is going to just change how you feel all the time. I mean, just having a gratitude journal and practicing gratitude will change how you feel on a regular, consistent basis of just being a happy person. Everyone wants that, right? You just like want to be happier. And these things can be super impactful for that. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. And the thing is that not to get super nerdy with you guys out there uh, listening, because again, we're DJs, we're not doctors. <laughs> but I did actually uh, read it somewhere that talked about um, the 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 thoughts that you allow your mind to think. Your mind, your brain is super powerful. Your body is really you know super smart, right? But it actually, your brain builds neural pathways, right? So new pathways based off your thoughts. So if you tend to think more on the positive end of things, you're going to get more, uh, you know, you're building those pathways that it's, it's going to be a lot easier to start thinking more positively, right? And the reason why I think this is so important to touch on is because uh, we have a lot of DJs that are, I think it's, it's really, it's not even DJs, it's every human being, right? We all deal with imposter syndrome at time, with self-doubt, with fear, right? Fear of the unknown. 
And uh, it's it's a challenge, right, to, to actually put yourself out there. And one thing I was going to just finish up with my story too was that after a while of telling myself that I was a leader, I started feeling like a leader, right? And now fast forward to today, I proudly am able to say that I am a 100% a leader and a great one at it as well. And that's not me trying to you know be cocky or or super arrogant, but it just shows that I've become so comfortable calling myself a leader over the years that now I truly feel like one and I act like one as well, right? I can't just tell myself that I'm going to be something and not actually act like it as well, right? And so there's something that just happens, something magical that just happens in, inside your brain. And your brain is so powerful to the point, guys, that like whatever you think, if you really think about it, right? So if there's like a cup of water sitting in front of you, before your hand grabs a cup of water, your mind is telling your limb to go grab that cup of water. That's how powerful your mind is. Right. So before any action actually happens, your mind is, is the thing that sparks first. Right. It's like the spark plug of a, of a, a car engine. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that being said, you know, it, it really does come down to you got to be mindful of your thoughts. The more positively that you speak to yourself, the more appreciative you are of the things that you do have in your life. Right. The more positivity and things you attract into your life as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said. Um, and imposter syndrome is, it, it's it's tough. And, it, and it, the one thing I think is super important to understand is like everyone has it. Like there hasn't been a person that's ever existed that hasn't felt that way, you know, that has ever been on a high level of success that didn't feel imposter syndrome. It's a rite of passage, you know? Um, and so it's just a matter of, you know, and we touched on it a little bit, but there's a, a principle it's called the be, do, have mentality. And you were talking about it a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar with the principle, but oh, no, you no. were literally saying it. But it's, if if we, it, it's not, oh, when I'm a leader, then I'll be, you know, able to do these things. Or when I'm successful, then I'll be happy. And it, it's like, no, we start with the be first. Like, who do we want to be? Mm. And what does that person that we see our future self, what, how do they act? What do they do? And when we can be that identity, then we do the things that that person does. And then we have the things that that person has. It's not like, once I have this, then I'll be this. No, we be it first. And when, then we do the things that those successful people do, and then we're going to have what all the successful people have. Wow. I love that. Where did you get that from? So that's from Jim Fortin. Um, okay. He, he teaches that. Um, he has a coach, he has a program called Transformational Coaching Program. That's, mm. I mean, he's he's super woo though. So if you thought like I was woo, you're you know, I mean, a whole another world with, uh, with him. But he's super intelligent about how he does it. And it's based around science and scientific evidence of these different mindsets. And he goes into so many different areas. But yeah, Jim Fortin, He's not like super well main, like well known or mainstream, but I know him through another friend, uh, one of my coaches, and that's kind of how I got in line with with his program. But um, yeah, it's an amazing principle that can can change your life. I see. I love that. You know, one thing that about imposter syndrome too is that like, um, I know I should, probably shouldn't be putting this out there, but I really want to provide value to the listeners right now and really be transparent here that um, I was able to achieve success for myself at a very young age. And I've studied the successful people. I've done the right things and you know self-development and all that stuff, right? And when it came to 
creating DJ University, right? This is an idea that I had actually three, four years ago, right? And I didn't even get started on it until last year, right? And the reason being is because I also, even though I already achieved success for myself, I still had imposter syndrome and asked myself, who am I qualified enough to be able to teach other DJs how to become successful? Even though I was able to create success for myself, I was also able to, within my company, train DJs who had absolutely no experience to create success for themselves. In addition to that, I also have coached local small business owners uh, of the things that I've learned and help them actually fix their businesses or grow their businesses. But for some reason, I still had, after all of this, th these things that I was able to accomplish, I still had the self-doubt that who am I, right? And it was actually a friend of mine was like, Ben, like, think about it. You are the most qualified person to be doing this. Why? I mean, you're a positive guy. I don't even know where this is coming from. So it's just like, no matter where you are at in, in life, no matter who you look up to on social media, we all have self-doubt and we all have this imposter, this pesky, like or pesky, like imposter syndrome that is hard to get rid of. Right. So 100%. don't feel guilty out there. Like if you have it and you're experiencing it right, right now and you're too scared to put yourself out there uh, to ask for, for uh, gigs to get booked or to put that mix out on social media or like, you know, what Nick was saying is to even record stories or content on social media because you're like, who am I to do that, right? Yeah, one of the, the greatest advice that I can give in, in that regard is most of the time when things are coming up, there's there's two things that are coming up. So one is, you know, fear, um, but generally that fear is wrapped around judgment, you know, like worrying about what people will think, what people will say, um, and really being able to take the time to, to not worry about those things and just like be who you are and show up to your, the best of your ability. You can't, you can't worry about not being the person that you're not. You can only be the person that you are. And when it comes to like getting started, if, if you're new and you're not sure, and you're like, man, I'm scared. That's so natural. Like everyone has fear. The only difference between the successful people and the non-successful people is that they move forward with it in, in regardless of the fear, you know? So just being willing to do things and feel the fear, that's what courage is. People aren't fearless. That's a lie. I've never believed that that's even a word like people should say, because no one is fearless. True. It's they're courageous, you know? And hum regular people can be courageous too. I'm not just talking about like police officers and, you know, military. I mean, they're really courageous, but we can still do acts of courage in our own life and doing things that scare us because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I touched on it a little bit, but like when I first spoke for the first time, I was so scared. <laughs> my heart was beating out of my chest. I think my coworkers at the time were probably a little wary. They're like, oh my gosh, is Nick going to go up here and bomb? Cause he seems really nervous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. Okay. You know, but I was so nervous, so scared, but man, when I came off that stage, there's a picture of me and like, my, my, I'll never forget. My brother commented when I posted the picture and he's like, mic drop. And that's exactly how it felt like walking off the stage oh. and like just being there. And you know, it, the funny thing about fear is like fear only exists when you're thinking about the future or the past 
Fear is not something that exists in your present. If you're fully present in the moment, you cannot be fearful. There is only joy in the present moment. Mm -hmm. But if you're scared, then you're thinking about something that's upcoming or you're, you're thinking about something that potentially came in the past. Usually that comes from like worry or anxiety is, is something that happened in the past, um, but also in the future. And so when we start to realize these things, like for example, skydiving, I don't know if you've ever gone skydiving. I have gone skydiving. The fear is the buildup. You're so nervous about the buildup. Oh my gosh, I'm about to jump out of a plane. I'm about to jump out of a plane. But once you're doing it, you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I'm scared to skydive. You're just skydiving and you're in the moment and you're enjoying the moment. You know, I was screaming my head off, but like it was pure joy, you know, just yeah, like yeah, absolutely yeah. screaming. Um, I, I like lost my voice, but it was so amazing. But again, the fear was leading up to it, not the actual act. And so if we can just get to that point and we can take that step forward, that fear will fade away if we can just be present in that moment and do the best that we possibly can within ourselves and know that, that hey, this is who I am. I'm going to bring my best and I'm going to work and continue to get better. And so it's not going to be perfect. You know, nothing ever is. You know, I love this quote um, that... 100% perfection is failure. 70% perfection is success. And if we can live from that mindset and live from that and understand that you're never going to be perfect and that your sloppy action is what's actually going to get the progress, mm -hmm. these messy actions, these things of just putting yourself out there and giving it a try. Like I talk about me speaking, but there was also another side of it where, I mean, there's two types of speakers, at least for my case, like that are rookie speakers, one that stays by the podium or one that moves a lot. Well, for me, I did not want to be someone that was staying on the podium. And the whole time I'm jetting back and forth, like the whole walkway. I wasn't even on the stage. It was like a little stage. So I just went back and forth and like watching the video is like, oh my gosh, I'm getting dizzy. Cause I would just, I wasn't pausing You're as a speaker. You kind of pause on each side. I was not, I was just like zigzagging back and forth. Gotcha. But again, it's like, it's not perfect. But like when I spoke the next time, I improved on it. And the next time I improved on it. And next time I improved on it. And guess what happened? People that saw me speak the first time and then saw me speak the 10th time were like, oh my gosh, it's incredible to see the growth that you have. They're not thinking about, man, you were really bad that first time. You know, they're just thinking about how much you're growing, how much you're getting better. That's what they're seeing. They're seeing the progress. They're seeing the growth. They're seeing you work to better yourself. Mm -hmm. And that has a level of marketing that just cannot be measured. You're right. And all the negative thoughts is all in within your own head, right? Of you're putting words in other people's mouths. Mm. You're thinking to yourself, "Oh, that person must hate me or dislike what I just did there," or you know, making making fun of me and whispering insults behind my back, right? But it's all self talk. It's all negative self talk. Yep, those are stories. Oh my gosh, what an amazing thing! When you hear those things, when you hear those thoughts, and just ask yourself this question: Is this true? Mm. Like, and, it, and this can be used in your personal life all the time, you know, maybe dating and you're like, oh, this person's not answering me because of this. It's like, is that true? Like you're making up a story that you think is true. Then you're worrying about that story that may not actually even be true. And our, our minds allow us to go to a way worse place than reality too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> down the rabbit hole mm. and it's never a good place good place to be. And just that simple question, is this true can help us. And, and it goes with ourselves too. 
You know, like for me, again, to go back, it almost ties into the affirmations part too, is like, if you say like, you're not a reader, it's like, well, is that true? It's like, no, that's not true. That's the story that I told myself my whole life going, growing up. It's the story that other people told me, my parents, no, you're not a good reader. You know, you need to, you need to read more. You're not good, you know? And so I I just said, well, I'm not a good reader, so I'm not going to read. Isn't that funny that whatever we think the actions follow, right? Yeah. Yeah. You told yourself that you weren't a good reader and because of that, you stopped reading. But the yeah. way that you become a better reader is by reading more, right? So, <laughs> Yeah, and I struggled. I mean, I struggled all through through school, through, you know, I, I battled I battled through it um, and I kind of made up for it with work ethic um, to be able to, but I had to work so much harder than everyone else in my mind because like you think about it, if it takes you like twice as long to take a test than everyone else because you're just reading so slow, then imagine how much more difficult the test is when you had a limited amount of time, you know? So I made my life more difficult through that identity. But what was cool was that I was able to overcome it later on in life when I realized that that was a lie. And then now, I mean, to say that I read every day is such an amazing thing coming from somebody who had to go to summer school in fifth to sixth grade. And, um, you know, had to take, even in college, I I had to go take an additional course before entering college. Um, to get accepted. And then because of my test scores, I had to take additional courses that I shouldn't have had to take because of my test scores. I still was able to get into the university, but again, it's like all of these things. Um, but you can change, you can, you can just change your identity and start doing the things that you want to do and become the person you want to be. That's a powerful part about being human, right? Like animals don't necessarily have that choice, but us humans do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible gift to be who we are and nothing is ever set in stone. You know, people have gone from nothing to every to having tons of, you know, amazing things in their life. You know, you can always make a change. You can always do things. You're never stuck. That is a lie that you are telling yourself. Yeah. You know? I love that. So I know, Nick, you've achieved a lot up until this point in your life and you're fairly young still. So um, you've got plenty of ways to go to achieve more, right? But what would you attribute your success to? Man, what a great, a great question. Um, I think the the biggest thing, and we and we touched on it a little bit, is just like being willing to take action. Mm-hmm. Like action creates more clarity than you could ever. And like so many things led to me being at this point in my life. So like, for example, I bought my first camera in 2014. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy this camera. It was a thousand dollars, which was like so much. I was making $10 an hour. Remember and I'm buying a thousand dollar camera, but to me, it wasn't a thousand dollars. It was an investment in myself. And it was the first big investment I'd ever made in myself. I was like, I'm going to make that. I'm going to make this thousand back in no time, like easily, you know, I can sell these services. Like that's like one client, two clients, boom, make the money back. Um, and so, you know, I did that and I was like, man, I really don't like going on site and, and filming people. Like maybe this isn't for me. Um, then I was doing, like I mentioned doing websites. I'm like, man, I hate this. I was managing people's social media. I'm like, man, I don't like this, but it was that action. It was like me doing these things, me trying these things where I started to realize what I did. Like, man, I really love teaching. I I love that aspect. I love coaching. And it became so clear, you know, I love speaking, but I didn't know that I love speaking until I actually spoke. Right. Yeah. And so the more that we can just take action, you know, I always love using this analogy is like, you look at the staircase and you want to go like, how do I get up to the top? But the thing is, there are 
other stairs that you're not even seeing. There's other doorways that you're not able to see or open until you're willing to take the first couple of steps. And just by taking one step at a time, one step at a time, one progress forward, you're going to get more clarity. You're going to start to get the things you're going to start to figure stuff out. But if you keep thinking like, oh, how do I do this? Or, you know, is this going to work? Find out. That's the only way we need to take action. Take those first couple steps and amazing things will happen things that you never even thought possible, the other opportunities that you never could have possibly foreseen will open up through these actions, through these things. You know, you, it may take you down a path you never even thought of. And so we're never going to be able to see our future. We can only see right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep your head down and you just keep moving forward, keep moving forward, amazing things will happen. I have a feeling that yourself... Um, and also the listeners that are listening to this podcast, because really we attract a certain kind of person here, right? It's a person who's self-motivated, who wants to better their life, right? And uh, I think we all want to achieve happiness, right? But the funny part is that there's a reason why it's called the pursuit of happiness, right? Because we actually, f- we we find happiness within the journey of achieving whatever we want, we want to achieve. And f- you and myself, we've achieved a lot of things. And every single time that I've achieved a big goal, yeah, there was a, a small little endorphin hit, right? That small little, yay, celebration, I got that done. But then it just went away. And I was like, well, now what, right? <laughs> but when I think back on all of the things, it really is like me working towards that goal was where my true happiness lied. Because I feel like entrepreneurs and especially DJs, we're, we're entrepreneurs as well, is that we don't feel happiness and sadness like uh, normal people. We only feel in momentum and out of momentum, hmm. right? Like when we're out of momentum, we are super depressed and we're, we feel like we're not going anywhere. We're wasting life away. Hmm. We're in momentum, we are on fire. Yeah, I like that. And, and one of the things that you know, I find the key to, to happiness is like when we're working on the things that we want to do, you know, it, like you said, it's that journey. And like, when we look at our goals and we just make the steps and take the steps, we're going to be happier. You know, like if you're constantly thinking about how you wish you were, um, like less obese or more in shape, that's rough. But if you're starting to take the effort, you may still be obese. But if you're working out every day, you're going to feel amazing about yourself. You're going to feel great because you're making, you're doing the thing. You may not have, you may not have achieved your goal. You may not have lost all this weight, but you are doing the things that are going to get you to where you want to go. And just by pursuing our goals, our deep desires, you're going to get a level of happiness that you never even could have imagined. Definitely, definitely. Now, I know the answer to this next question, but I'd love to ask you, do you have a coach? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I have many coaches. Um, my main coach is James Wedmore. He's incredible. Um, I have calls with him every single month. Um, he's got a $10 million business. I mean, he's just amazing. And and then we have a, we also technically have a, a, a the same coach too. Haley's our, our coach as well. Um, and then um, I have friends that are also coaches. And so... I will get coached by them and I will coach them. Uh, it's an amazing thing when you have this circle of people 
that want to provide value. And I even have like accountability partners. Um, I have a friend that I met at an event and me and him talk every Tuesday and, you know, we just help each other out. We provide each other insights and perspective. And it's like those types of things that are so valuable, um, to have somebody reveal the blind spots and things that you're not seeing for the people to talk you off the ledge when maybe you're not feeling your best. Um, you know, it's just these little things like you're going to have blind spots and things that you don't see. You're going to have days that maybe you're not feeling as good, but when we have these people in our corner that are there to pick us up when we're down, um, it's, it's an incredible and incredible thing. And I've achieved so much more because of having a circle of people and coaches in my life to, to help me along the way. Yeah. Would you agree that it is important though, that it's not just any, uh, group of people that you have to be very careful about who you're receiving coaching accountability and support from absolutely wisdom from right because you can get the wrong advice as well right yes yeah i think um it's good to have friends that are um gonna provide you with their vision or their advice but you always have to take it with a grain of salt if they're not where you want to be so like the best coach and best coaches are people that have the things that you want um, and have done the things that you want to achieve. You don't just want to go, you know, listen to uh, Joe Schmo on the side of the street. Um, you know, you want someone who's done it, who's been in, Hey, people will love to give you advice. They're going to always give you advice. Oh, yeah. And and my thing is to always be open to it. Don't knock it. Listen make your own opinion off of what they're saying. See if there's any, um, that that's going to provide any clarity or if there's anything that you believe holds value in what they've said, or if there's any piece of what they said that you can use, but if they're not where you want to be, always take it with that grain of salt and find those people that you do want to be like, listen to them, follow them, do what they say to do because they've done it. And those are the people that you want to be in the circles with they say never be the smartest person in the room absolutely yeah you're right okay uh what about books are you so it sounds like you are a big reader now what are three books and you don't have to come out with three but like you know one to three books that have made the biggest impact on you love it yeah it's funny that you asked this question because on my podcast i always ask like what's your favorite book but people can never say one it's like almost never no one can ever say one book which is hilarious um the first one i have to say is like atomic habits it's just one of my all-time favorites i love habits i've listened to it so so many times um and if you're somebody that's maybe struggled with habits in the past or adapting habits i was someone who was pretty good at habits and now i feel like i'm kind of a superstar with with when it comes to like habits, I can adopt habits really quick. Like I started playing the piano. I started learning Italian. Um, like these are things that I wanted to do. I figured out a, I, because I understand how my habits work, I can incorporate them into my routines and then boom, they, they start to become things that I do on a consistent basis. Um, and then, hmm, so I would say, um, one of the books that's coming to my, coming to my brain is can't hurt me by David Goggins. So it's, it's less, uh, entrepreneurial. Well, I guess atomic habits isn't entrepreneurial either. Um, but, uh, 
Would you say it's more self-development? Yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, if you think your life is hard, you should listen to this guy's story. Um, I will say that if you're going to do Can't Hurt Me, that you actually get the audio um, because there is, it's like a 19-hour book because Uh it has context. So he has like a ghostwriter, or not a ghostwriter, but a, a writer that writes, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. to create the story. And so that writer reads the book. And then after he reads a chapter, then him and David Goggins, the author talk about that chapter. And so it's like this combination of audiobook and podcasts. Um, that's just super cool and unique. He has just an incredible story. When I was in the middle of his book, I signed up for a half marathon. Like that's how motivated I was and wow. like pushing yourself beyond your limits of like what is truly capable of like what is capable of a human because he has pushed his body to insane limits. And we limit ourselves. We limit, our, we limit ourselves to what is actually possible because of, um, you know, we think and our body is trained to keep us safe. You know, it's these survival instincts that we've had since we were cavemen Mm. that, you know, we want to keep ourselves safe. And so they'll do anything to hold us back from these things. But the thing is you could push yourself so much harder, so much further. Um, so that's a really cool book. And then the other one that's coming up for me, um, is the power of now. I touched on it a little bit, some of the principles about really being present, but I will say, you kind of got to be in the right place for that book. Like if I had read that book when I first got started in entrepreneurship and personal development, it might've been a little much for me. But if you've been like in the space a little bit and you really want to get into it, it's super powerful in, in realizing what it means when you're living in the present moment and, and how important that is. And I'm, you know, like I said, I mentioned it earlier about, you know, worry and fear, like those are only things that happen when we're thinking about the future and we're worrying about the future. But if you are truly present, your absence from, from all this fear. And, um, to, to use an example of this, you know, we talked about me moving to San Diego and I don't share this often, but the week before the two weeks before I was sick to my stomach for like a week and a half, just like, I just felt this like uneasy, oh my gosh, am I making a terrible mistake? What am I doing? I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving my friends. Um, yeah. What's going to happen? But all the fear was based off of the the worry of like, what's going to happen? Fear of you fear. know? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, but I was so unbelievably committed to my goal that there was nothing, including COVID, that was going to stop me from moving to San Diego. And if we really think about our goals that way, that we were, we're going to achieve our goals regardless of circumstances, regardless of what happens. And we're willing and our goals are so big that we don't care how long it takes. You can never fail and you will never fail. If you have that mindset, just never give up, be fully committed to your goal. Um, and you will be amazed at what happens and the growth and development and journey that happens along the way. Oh man. What a perfect way to end the episode. <laughs> you are you can definitely tell. Everybody can tell that you're a professional speaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Nick, you're talking I, about things you love, man, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you spending time with us today. You know, one thing I just want to let the listeners know about is Nick actually has a free t- training that you can instantly watch. It's uh, it's on how to generate leads without spending tons of time or money. Uh, do you mind 
telling us a little more about that? Like what, what can uh, people expect watching this training and who would this training be for? Um, you know, is it for DJs and, and can they extract something from that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, one of the, the core principles is, is like, it's all about leads and it doesn't matter. Um, what you do, you always want to be getting people's contact information. And so there's a big focus around that and leveraging video to be able to do that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll bring this up too. And I don't like, this isn't a political statement, but things that happened with Trump and him losing his social media, it's because that he didn't build his email list, you know? So we can't rely on social media. We always going to be building a list, but the training's really about the three biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make when getting started with video marketing. And when you understand these three mistakes, you can um, do them correctly and have a lot more success with the video instead of banging your head and wondering why, hey, I made this video and no one's watching, what's going on? I'm not getting results. I'm making all these videos, but nothing's happening. Um, and so it's all about getting results. That's my whole mission in life is, is creating an impact and getting results for my clients and the people that I, they work with and I encounter. And so that's what I built my programs based off of. Love it. Love it. Love it. Make sure to sign up for the training. It's at the digital slash video. Once again, that's the digital slash video. We'll also leave the link inside the show notes. So if you don't have a pen handy right now, just go ahead and click on the uh, inside the show notes and you'll see it there. You know, uh, Nick also has a podcast called Let's Grow Together and it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm assuming it's also available on other platforms as well, right? Yeah, basically all the platforms that you're going to be listening, it, it's there. Awesome. Amazing. And then if you want to connect with Nick on social media, he's also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can find him at Nick J Bonnie. So that's Nick J B O N I is his handle on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, uh, if people were to hit you up, what can they expect? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big person in just per trying to provide as many value as possible. I, I had recently somebody referred two people to me. Um, he's just a super fan of mine. Um, you know, he, he made a comment on clubhouse the other day that he said that I, that I was a, a million dollar stock that people don't know about yet. Um, uh, which was just an <laughs> amazing, amazing compliment, but he sent me a few people that, that weren't my ideal customers. You know, they're just like, not the people that I work with, mm. but I am, always open to talking with people and being able to provide value and insights that are going to get people to where they want to go. I've got a wealth of knowledge. Yes, my specialization is in video marketing, but that's just a marketing technique, you know, and, and being a specialized, you know, area. But I got so much knowledge and tech, tools, strategy. Like there's so much from from my experience and being in business as a marketing manager for a consulting company and basically taking the company from barely being able to pay my salary as an intern to over two million dollar business. You know, I was ran the marketing department. Um, so from that standpoint, I'm just here to help. So if you reach out and be like, Hey, this is my situation. I will be happy to help point you in the right direction of different things that you can do because everyone's a little bit different. Um, but you know, I'm here and I'm always posting tons of content about personal development as well as digital marketing and video marketing strategies. Awesome. That's amazing. So again, make sure to sign up for that training. 
watch that training. And then if you have any further questions, then reach out to Nick on social media. I'm sure he's, he's willing to answer any questions that come his way. Thank you so much, Nick, for spending time with us. Really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of your year. And hopefully it's way better than 2020, right? <laughs> hey, thanks so much for having me. I mean, if it's better than two, 2020 was my best year ever in my entire life. So oh, I feel like I can only, only go up, only go up from here. You know, can have the best, best year of your life during, you know, some of the worst for some. So I'm very aware of that also. Um, and being super grateful for, for where I'm at, but thank you so much for having me on the show. I really enjoyed this and I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys got a ton of value. And I, I'd love to hear that you, that you, found value in what I was sharing. Um, it really means a lot when I you know, hear that my message helped somebody in some way. We hope this episode provided you with incredible value. Please leave us a review so we can learn from your feedback on ways to improve. Subscribe to the podcast and be notified when the next episode drops. Lastly, don't just listen to this podcast. Take massive imperfect action.